Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders sparking the rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell, and I am both thrilled and honored to share the studio today with Mike Malone. Mike is Vice Chancellor for Economic Development at the University of Arkansas. He is a talented economic development professional with nearly three decades of experience building coalitions and partnerships to advance community and economic development opportunities. Immediately prior to his appointment at the U of A, he served as Vice President for Corporate and Community Affairs for Runway Group, where he oversaw a wide range of community development projects and direct investments in Northwest Arkansas. Before Runway Group, Mike served as president and CEO of the Northwest Arkansas Council. There, he led the creation and implementation of regional growth and development strategies that resulted in significant employment gains, economic growth, and improved quality of life in Northwest Arkansas. And before the Northwest Arkansas Council, Mike held senior staff leadership positions in the White House, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the U.S. Senate, and the U.S. House of Representatives. And this list goes on. We'll include some links in the show notes so you may learn more about Mike through his profiles on LinkedIn and the University of Arkansas website. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thrilled you're here. Well, let's start with uh, one of my favorite questions. What should our audience know about Mike Malone? (laughs) That's a tough question. I am an Arkansas kid that loves trying to sell, promote, and create opportunities for other Arkansans. It's uh, an amazing state. I think we're underappreciated in many different ways, at least externally. Sometimes that's, we're, we're our, you know, we, we've caused some of those reputational issues, but we have amazing resources, amazing talent, so much to offer, and I want people to know about it and and create their opportunities here. Wonderful. Well, will you share why you joined the U of A and about your role? Sure, sure. Uh, I'm coming up on my one-year mark uh, next month, and I I keep claiming I'm still in my honeymoon period. I'm not sure if my colleagues are letting me claim that anymore, but this position was created about five years ago. The Division of Economic Development was created about five years ago. And it was done to make sure economic development is front and center. It's a cabinet level division. And Mm -hmm. my seat is a cabinet level seat. And we're one of just a a few institutions in the country that separated economic development from research and innovation and called it out as a separate distinct function Mm -hmm. and you know, important role at the university. And so when I saw the the posting, I, you know, had been doing economic development in Northwest Arkansas almost 15 years at that point, was really enjoying what I was doing, but it was the service aspect. I, I have long roots uh, dating back to when my parents worked at the University mm-hmm. of Arkansas and 
just know what an impact it can have. And I wanted to be a part of extending that and creating those opportunities from, from the University of Arkansas. So I raised my hand uh, probably 18 months ago, and this search process took a little while, but I'm so glad I did it. And it, uh, nothing against the other opportunities I had. It's just this feels really good to be at, at such a, a place where so many people want to make an impact themselves. And if I can help with that, it's an honor to get to try to do so. Well, it's, it's pretty neat to be able to make that, an impact from, from that role. I ended, had at one point thought about going to work for a university and I had talked with a number around the country and learned that exactly what you said, that economic development mm-hmm. <laughs> typically mm-hmm. didn't sit at a cabinet position and said under, I thought it was weird that it said under, mm-hmm. uh, under research because frankly what happens at that point is it gets kind of squashed yeah. uh, uh, under research for right and wrong reasons, but but I, I'm glad the University of Arkansas, uh, you have know, decided to do things differently. Yeah. And, uh, it, and uh, sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt. It, it, it also very much ties or aligns with our land-grant mission. As a mm-hmm. land-grant university in the state, we, we have a, a charge to be of service and, you know, to create opportunities in communities, for communities, for nonprofits, for businesses, to extend out what we're great at. And so... You know, it's to me, it's serving our state, which is you ask me what I'm about. That's that, that really is. So it was just a perfect convergence and alignment with the mission. Excellent. Mike, which departments at the university fall under economic development? And can you describe at a high level how they connect to the Northwest Arkansas community? Sure, sure. Within the Division of Economic Development, we've got a number of external facing services and resources that we offer to small businesses and communities around the state. Some of those include the Arkansas Small Business and Development Center, uh, Business and Technology Development Center, ASBTDC, the Arkansas World Trade Center, uh, free export and import assistance for Arkansas businesses, the uh, Office of Entrepreneurship and Innovation to help entrepreneurs, start and launch enterprises and to help students learn entrepreneurial principles and put those to work solving problems. Technology licensing, which is more of a service that's provided to inventors on campus through the Office of Technology Ventures is part of our operation. We manage uh, a couple of different off-campus facilities where innovation happens, the Technology Park, Arkansas Research and Technology Park in Fayetteville, I know all these by acronyms. It takes me a minute to say the actual name, but ARTP, Arkansas Research and Technology Park. The Collaborative, which is our presence in Bentonville, which is a n- mm-hmm. new presence, and I know we'll talk more about it. And then we also have a team that's uh, a team of liaisons that, that uh, the name of the office is Industry and Community Engagement. It's a three-person team, and their job is to engage with industry, engage with communities around the state to provide a single point of access to all the different resources and offerings that the university could could offer to help with. And so that team, industry and community engagement is part of our division. And then uh, w- there's a research institute that jointly reports to mm-hmm. economic development and research. And it's, it's a new integrative research institute called I-Cubed-R. That stands for the Institute for Integrative and Innovative Research. And it's new and growing both the physical facilities growing, but also they're hiring now and building out the research team. I bet we talk more about that as well. But I-Cubed-R jointly reports to us and to the Division of Research and Innovation. 
those are the units that are within the off or division of economic development that I get to work with every day. But campus wide, we're doing the act mm-hmm. of, and activities related to economic development. We're training the workforce of the future. Our researchers uh, are uh, doing industry sponsored research and federally funded research. And so much of all of that helps contribute to our uh, annual economic impact of over $2.2 billion. $2.2 billion economic impact statewide annually. So it's, wow. it's massive. And it's, yeah. But it's a huge team. It's not just the units within economic development. This is a campus-wide economic development effort. Yeah, you bet. Well, that is a massive number. And I love hearing all these, I was jotting down the acronyms as we went through them and sort of checking <laughs> them off in my head. Yes, I get to engage with that one and that one and that one. Good. And, Good. you know, most of those groups I get to engage with on, you know, at least one of them on a daily basis and connect businesses to them. Uh, I think it's really neat that the university has the, the, uh, the Office of Industry and Community Engagement, especially, because I'm always connecting people in through there as a, their, their shortcut we appreciate uh, to the university. Yeah. It's, we're a big, complex place, and mm-hmm. a lot of people have existing relationships or contacts, and it's, th- that's great if they mm-hmm. do. For new industry, for industry moving to Arkansas, that may not have those relationships or a path in, we want to be able to provide that access. And so this team has great relationships across campus, great visibility to all the resources that we can offer. So I'm, I'm thrilled you use them. And uh, anybody that wonders if the university can help with something, we hope that that they'll give us a call because we probably have a resource that, that can help for sure. That's great. You're right. In my experience, a lot of universities speak to connecting to the outside community. The University of Arkansas is actually doing it. We're, we're doing our best at doing that. <laughs> we're going to do more and more of it. Excellent. Well, there's a number of incredible initiatives, a couple that you mentioned uh, going on at the U of A. So I would like to talk about a few of them. Let's start with IQBAR. Great. Which I, I guess if you could tell us more about its mission and how the current progress uh, is going and how it came about in the sure. first place. Yep, absolutely. So IQBDAR, again, it's the Institute for Integrative and Innovative Research. It is being built. It, it's launched, but mm-hmm. we're in the recruiting phase. We're building the building. But, but its purpose is to do integrative research. So eliminate any silos. Do the research. In a, in a manner that's aimed at solving real-world problems, wicked problems is what the director uses, uh, the term she uses to refer to it, to, to solve wicked challenges and, you know, not only do the research, but create a product or an innovation or something that can be deployed to actually have that real-world impact resulting from the initial research. So it's to take something from the, uh, through the entire technology readiness spectrum from basic research all the way to product deployment. And the initial focus, uh, the initial grand challenge that they're working to, to uh, bring solutions to is in the area of integrative health. Mm-hmm. It won't be the only focus area, but for recruiting purposes and scoping things as they get launched out, the director and the team there have, have really made integrative health, which is a broad area. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of work that can be done, but creates a lot of opportunities for them from research, from a federal grant perspective. And it aligns with what where Northwest Arkansas is really focused and Bentonville, especially with whole health, with a medical school coming. Mm-hmm. 
with all the great healthcare institutions that are already here and growing, and then employers that are very focused on healthcare and making sure that, that their healthcare offerings for their employees and associates are right on the mark and make sense for the business. So it, it's a good initial focus, in the area of integrative health. Where the institute is at this point is the steel structure for the buildings coming out of the ground. Yep. It's on Dixon Street in Fayetteville. It's right next to the nano research facility. It's right across the street from the engineering facility. The idea of putting it there was to make sure that researchers from different parts of the campus have quick and ready access to it and can utilize the labs and the facilities that are there and the equipment that's there to do this integrative research. Um, labs won't be assigned to a specific researcher. They'll be used for solving these grand challenges and these problems, and they'll be shared spaces that not only faculty researchers are going to be using, but we want industry partners to view this as a place where they can come in and, and do their research, either in partnership with us or on a reimbursable basis, use the, the lab space. But it, it's, it's a place where people come together, students, faculty, industry healthcare leaders to uh, solve these grand challenges together. So it's pretty exciting time. So facilities coming out of the ground. We've hired a amazing and dynamic uh, executive director, Dr. Renu Jung. Mm -hmm. You're nodding. I think you must yep. have met her. And she, I don't think she rests. She is driven and driving this thing forward. They've already won uh, a federal grant, even in their infancy as an organization. They're starting to hire faculty. And the facility, I believe it's on target to open in the fall of 24. Oh, wonderful. I believe. I'm doing that from memory, but I, I think it should be ready to go. But even before then, they're seeking grants. They're seeking industry, uh, industry partners for research projects. So. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I love hearing all that. And you're, I, I've had the opportunity to engage with, with Dr. Young a couple of times. And uh, it's just such a pleasure to talk to you. I can't wait to... I'm going to talk with her some more and learn brilliant. more about her work. She yeah. really is brilliant yeah. and, and doesn't seem to sleep. Everybody I talk to is engaging with her uh, <laughs> and, and IQDAR. I made myself some notes, you know, as somebody who spent most of my industry career in health tech and med tech right. and healthcare. And, you know, you mentioned Whole Health Institute, medical school, and how it ties to this. There's, there's so much happening in this space mm -hmm. uh, that's happening here in Northwest Arkansas. I think we have a chance to radically change healthcare. I mean, to really take the, the sick care system, if you will, make it a well care system, mm -hmm. but make living life well thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about things like uh, food as medicine, promoting increased activity and, and treating diseases using health tech, right? It's, it's exciting. We mm -hmm. can educate the world on how to live healthy. And one thing I really love because it really doesn't exist yet is that in doing so, we're able to provide equitable, equitable access uh, to healthcare and to wellness. Mm -hmm. Right? Talks about equitable access to healthcare, and they're they're forgetting that wellness piece so that mm -hmm. we don't have to have a massive, bloated healthcare system. Right. Right. Yeah. And this re region has proven time and time again that we can do big bold things in in a region, and it's a great place to pilot this out, mm -hmm. learn from it you know, make adjustments as needed before it gets deployed wide, widespread, wide scale. So it, it's an exciting time to be here. And IQDAR, I know, is going to be a key player in the building of that whole ecosystem. Well, that's, that's yeah. so exciting. I, something magical is happening here. And I love that. And this is not just in this space, but 
here, public institutions, mm -hmm. private parties, everybody sort of moves in the same direction. And even if sometimes it's not, you know, officially uh, cobbled together to happen in that way, it just happens because mm -hmm. people come here to build and to uh, have better lives. And I love it. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So there's also this U of A presence here in Bentonville called uh -huh. the Collaborative. Yep. And for the, the audience, that's the University of Arkansas's education and research presence here. That's really a catalyst to propel the state's innovation ecosystem. I had Toby Teeter recently mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. on the show. And, but Mike, will you talk about from your perspective, strategically, why the University of Arkansas is investing in Bentonville? I why sure are assets here? Yeah. Just like you, Toby's another great economic developer, and yes. uh, we're really lucky to have him on the team at the University of Arkansas and to be the the founding managing director of our presence in Bentonville. The the collaborative, as I'm sure he explained, is a co-location of a number of different university resources and assets that were here and there off campus in different locations, but we really wanted to gather them together under one roof. We wanted to pilot some things out there and see what works. Uh, it's right now we're in lease space. And so mm -hmm. it's got, you know, a little bit of a, you know, temporary, uh, you know, kind of rough and tumble aspect to where we can be nimble and try things out. And if something doesn't work, we can iterate and adjust and uh, make it better. But we've got the small business consulting. We have entrepreneurship. In innovation, we have executive education operating out of there. We have meeting space for convenings, for gatherings. It happens to be co-located with a number of other mm -hmm. very important economic development organizations here in Bentonville, including the Bentonville Chamber, Plug and Play, the, the uh, uh, accelerator that offers a number of different acceleration programs in, in Northwest Arkansas. There's some creative firms that are in the same uh, leased office park. So it's it, what's amazed me is, yes, we're offering all these services that are important services, but the thing that, that we hoped would happen and has happened is that it's just become this hub of entrepreneurial activity mm -hmm. in Bentonville. And it's not all university-driven entrepreneurial activity, but people are just in and around and the things that happen from putting interesting, amazing, dynamic people in the same space together or in proximity to one another, or they start some interesting, dynamic, yep. exciting things on their own. And so things like the Fem Health Founders Group, it's not directly university mm -hmm. related, although there's some university graduates that are certainly proudly involved in that, but they're using the space and having meetings there and events there, and it's been a hub of activity for them. But it's just so not only are we running discrete and specific programs, it's, it's sparked out all this other stuff that uh, has really been fun to see. Yeah, I, I love that the chamber is in that space too, because yeah. Yeah. at my root, I'm an entrepreneur and yeah. I, I love being around all the creatives and the founders and, and, and the different entrepreneur support organizations. And, and, they're, and you're right. When you put those folks in close proximity, each other, mm -hmm. close proximity, Proximity is the word of the day, folks. Proximity. <laughs> in close proximity to each other and have that, that sort of density, a lot of magic yeah. happens that yeah. you can't pre-plan at right. all. Yeah. Another area where the U of A is making big moves is in mobility. Mm -hmm. I have to believe that Bentonville has a, uh, a presence to be had uh, there. You know, the Walton Family Charitable Support Organization invested a $412,000 planning grant for the U of A to support its mission of becoming the preeminent university 
and mobility and made some notes on that. So, uh, Mike, I'll just ask you, what, what is the university specifically doing to develop a roadmap for focusing on next generation vehicles on unmanned aerial mobility and AI for smart mobility? Mm -hmm. So, uh, the hypothesis around the grant was that the University of Arkansas is already very good in many of the different areas, the, the research areas, the workforce training and development areas that are going to be key and essential to making this Northwest Arkansas, and really the state of mm -hmm. Arkansas, a leading state for next generation mobility. We're the, we've got the number one supply chain program in the country within the Walton College. We have the Supply Chain Center of Excellence, We've got a number of different researchers in the logistics field that are in the, the College of Engineering, business, uh, Walton College of Business, and elsewhere on campus. And so the, the thinking was we already had a number of core strengths and capabilities. Let's identify any gaps and identify what it would take to address those gaps. And so the project's been led by Dr. Heather Nachman, uh, professor of engineering, industrial engineering, and she's been working on logistics and supply chain her whole career. She has industry experience prior to academia. And uh, Dr. Nachman's been in the middle of uh, this kind of inventorying of what we have, benchmarking of what other states and other institutions are doing, and then identifying any gaps or opportunities that with some additional resources would make us the best institution in the country for, for training and for research around advanced mobility. And what she's found, her work's not done, and so I, I don't want to get into too many details, but she will say that we have dozens of faculty members, approaching 50 faculty members already, that have key expertise in this area. She's identified some emerging research areas or teaching areas where we want to consider adding some mm -hmm. programs. There's some infrastructure needs. If we're going to be a hub for drones and autonomous vehicles, then uh, you need some testing facilities. And so she'll make some recommendations around that. But it confirmed that we're already very good and really well positioned and a leader at this time, but to be the best institution in the country and really allow the state to achieve all it can in the next generation of mobility, the report will recommend some more infrastructure and some more academic programs, and cool. we, but we're, we, we're on the right track already. We're on awesome. the right road already, I guess I should say. On yeah. the right flight path already. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I, I love hearing that. You know, one of the folks we had on this show uh, already is Dr. Rich Ham. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. What a jewel. Yep. So y'all should check out that episode after this it's one. It's a good one. I've uh, heard it. Yeah. That, that also, uh, you don't know it yet, and we'll drop your episodes in close proximity to to each other, but uh, had Cyrus Sagari back on recently for the second time to talk about the state's future mobility uh, report that they dropped. And so look forward to having That's uh, those shows on uh, close to each other. So folks start getting this feel for, for what's happening here, because you're right, it's, it's the whole state yeah. uh, and what's going to happen in the state of and it's going to happen in the state of mobility is really incredible. Taking a look here at uh, a couple of things I jotted down. You know, how is this work in Northwest Arkansas and in Bentonville and even across the whole state, how is it going to shape our region and the state and the world when you think about mobility? Well, we already have some of the world's greatest logistics expertise in these mm -hmm. two counties. 
I just think it's going to, you know, wrap us up. We'll we'll be even more highly ranked. But I, I've said for years that I think in Washington Benton counties, it's the greatest concentration of logistics expertise in the world. Yeah, in two counties, and that's between the companies that are here and the academic resources that are here. And then as you think further on beyond the state, supply chain and logistics is critical to so many of our other businesses and, and industries. Yeah. It, 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 for Arkansas, Arkansas to succeed, we've got to be the best at this. But I, I think if we're able to add some of this infrastructure and some of these other academic offerings that will be in the, the report and the recommendations, I, I, we're going to be head and shoulders ahead. And it'll become a magnet for other mobility companies. I know you're already working with and have attracted some uh, drone-related and next-generation mobility-related companies to Bentonville. And I just I think it's just going to become even more of a magnet and, and attract even more as we build these capabilities and tell the world about it. Yeah, yeah I believe so. Uh, made myself a few notes on this one, too, because I have a few thoughts. You know, first of all, I can't wait to see what happens. You know, there's, I think there's many unknowns here, things that are going to happen that we don't even know about and aren't mm-hmm, planning, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the FemHealth founders thing right, spun up. There's right. going to be uh, things in this space. For me, though, <laughs> this is sort of a convergence of worlds that have been part of my life and that were part of an imagined life for me. You know, I, I mentioned health tech and med tech as yep, being my industry yep. background, but as a child, I grew up in the space shuttle era. I dreamed of being an astronaut oh, and wow. I was serious about it. Yeah. But the problem was I didn't have 2020 uncorrected <laughs> vision. So start there right out of the gate. So unfair. Uh, yeah, so unfair. Yeah. Right out of the gate. And, and we didn't grow up particularly wealthy. So even becoming a pilot was seemed out of the realm of possibilities. So for lack of access and later just not pursuing, those things didn't pan out. But then I add to it, I have this sort of serial experience as an entrepreneur with three companies and, mm-hmm. and with coaching and advising and having that opportunity to coach and advise entrepreneurs. I, I, the other day I was trying to tally it up and I came up with over a thousand in the past decade, you know, whether it's amazing. It was, yeah. you know, sometimes it was one to many, but yeah. whether it was through entrepreneur support organizations, accelerators and so on uh, around amazing, the world, James. it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. to see that I can't believe it. I'm kind of pinching myself that I get to sit uh-huh. in this epicenter of yeah. all these things that are happening now yeah. and do my tiny part to contribute. But the cool part is my son gets to grow up uh-huh. in the middle of all this. Right. And these opportunities are going to be accessible to him. Mm-hmm. And that is very exciting. I mm-hmm. can't wait to see him access, you know, these opportunities. I love it. You know, that's, brings up a a motivator for me. I've got two daughters and uh, I think they'll probably leave the state for some period of time, but Mm -hmm. I hope we've built a a region and a state that's dynamic enough and offers enough, uh, you know, professional opportunities, recreational opportunities, quality of life amenities that at some point, if they want to come back, that, you know, those things are here and Mm -hmm. and they'll have a, a great and fulfilling life. I want to make sure that those options are there for my daughters, just like I'm sure you do for your son and, and for so many others. I, you know, if they didn't leave and, and stayed here, that'd be even better. But uh, I did that myself. But when I left, it was, I don't know, 92. Okay. And, you know, I, w- I didn't have a big grand plan, but I sure didn't know that I was coming back either. <laughs> uh, but 
you know, by 2006, when we moved back from D.C., it was a much more dynamic place, a lot more to offer. And, uh, you know, it's just grown from there. So it's, it, it, it's an exciting time to be a part of all this. And, you know, if you're like me, you're glad they pay us to, to do this. Yes. But it's a joy to get to go to work and do some of the kinds of things that we get to do and be a part of. Well, that's exactly right. This, I, I, uh, although we had different professional paths that ended up getting us here, I left in 91 mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. never coming back to right. Arkansas. I said right. those, I yep. uttered those words <laughs> and here we are, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, came back here uh, a little over two years ago yeah. and I'm never leaving. It's incredible what has happened here, That's the opportunities good. that have opened up. You know, if you're sitting out there and you want to build something and be part of something special and change in the world or want your children to access previously, perhaps unfathomable opportunities, Right now, you're in the wrong place. If you're not here, I'm just going to tell you that. And you need to get here and you need to do it uh, yesterday. <laughs> you know, this is economic development our way. You mentioned earlier going big. You know, there's this going big and go with the intent mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. going on here. It's creating the world we want to be part of and creating and attracting the businesses to shape it and training and attracting the workforce for it. What, what's your pitch to entrepreneurs and business leaders out there? What's your pitch? to tell them why they shouldn't miss out on what's happening here. <laughs> There's a lot that we can sell. A couple of the attributes that I think are differentiators that almost no states or no metros can can offer are this collaborative spirit that we've got mm-hmm. here. This can-do attitude. I love there's a story of a fellow that that moved here to serve as general manager for his company's operation here. They're New York based. They've got affiliates all over the country. And they had a, uh, every Monday they'd have a call of hmm. all the general managers from all the affiliates. And he would report in on what meetings he went to or what kind of progress he made. Cause they hmm. were a startup here when this guy mm-hmm. got here. And eventually some of the other general managers said to him, you know, I don't understand. Like, tell us the truth. You Every right. time you talk, it's positive and you've made progress. And, you know, there's got to be something negative happening there. And he said, no. He said, believe it or not, there's a can-do spirit. If somebody says, hey, I've got an idea, let's try it. Folks don't poke holes in it. They don't naysay it. They, you know, say, okay, let's give it a shot. And it may not work, but there's a yeah. willingness to give something a go. And to cast in together, it's not an uh, us against you or us against them kind of mentality. It's let's build something together. The uh, another great thing is in a state of our size, we're really networked and the people are accessible. Mm-hmm. And some of that's just related to this can-do spirit and, and interest interest in working together. But you know, it's easy to get stuff done here. The hassle factor is low. I could talk about, you know, low cost of living, lower cost of doing business, great workforce, sites, buildings, incentives, all those things that are important to businesses looking to relocate or entrepreneurs looking to a place to found their their enterprise. But really, it's, I think, a distinguishing factor is our willingness to work together for the good of everyone to move stuff forward that people don't find. And once they get here and they experience it, they're really surprised by it. I'm sure yeah. you had companies you've recruited here and talent that you've recruited here that say that. And then they don't want to leave because that's once right. you experience that and you feel it, it's it's pretty hard. And that's, that's true. So, you know, I've always worked on regional development since being back in the state. And this role 
and the university's focus is statewide. Mm -hmm. And so that's been amazing for me to be a part of experiencing that around the state as well. And uh, the support and enthusiasm for the University of Arkansas and the appreciation for what we have to offer. We're doing more and more and trying to be a lot more deliberate about proactively engaging in communities around the state. I wrote a, a little note the other day about within the last 60 days, our economic development teams have been mm -hmm. in places like Camden and Blytheville and Osceola and Jonesboro and Searcy and Scott and Asylum wow. Springs. And, you know, we are out and about in service to the state. But uh, it, that same can-do spirit that I was talking about, you know, from the, the general manager that experienced it here in Northwest Arkansas, it, it, I'm feeling it all over the state and it's really amazing to be a part of I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, it's, I feel like we've always had to work harder. Maybe that's mm -hmm. the history mm -hmm. of yeah. the state yeah. and this place. I mean, you just think about Northwest Arkansas, where, where are you going to yeah. grow here, right? Yeah. You dig, you dig and you hit rocks pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, people probably historically always had to try harder to start mm -hmm. off with. And, you know, the size of the state lends itself toward that. And, it's really an exciting time. If you think to be about Arkansas, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I'm excited though. <laughs> if you think about the entrepreneurs that have built world-changing enterprises here, yes, all over the state, Murphy, mm -hmm. Dillard's, I mean, just world-leading. We're the the practically the steel capital of the United States now right. because of all that's happening in Mississippi County and Northeast Arkansas. Dillard's, Walmart, Tyson Foods, Simmons Food, you just all across the board. It's an amazing series of entrepreneurs and it's common sense, it's hustle, it's hard work, it's resourcefulness, and it comes from working together. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because that, that you mentioned those companies and, and they've been, because of what they've done, then it has attracted, mm -hmm. you know, just in our region, there's, I think the last estimate I saw was about 400 of the Fortune 500 have some sort of presence mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'd be hard pressed to find that kind of density yeah. anywhere. There's, right. you know, Walmart has 1,400 vendors. When we drive down the interstate, we see the logos, right, that we yeah. see on the shelves. You know, you see P&G and Coca-Cola and, yeah. and Kellogg's and get into town and see Clorox and Hershey and Hallmark and, and so on. And it's really neat driving around and going, oh, there's Campbell's Soup and, yeah. and, and Crayola. And it's yeah. all these logos we see are here. Yeah, You, you just wouldn't point. find that anywhere. Yeah. There's so many things going on at the university. I think we could talk for hours and barely scratch the surface. Uh, we've talked about a few programs and initiatives. Are there other ones that are perhaps unique to the university and, and have a Bentonville tie to it that you'd like sure. to talk about? So this isn't unique just to our university, although mm -hmm. I think we do it really well. One of the things that's excited me most in my first year is to attend the career fairs. Yeah. These, they happen every semester. There's seven or eight of them a semester because we do it around different subject matter areas. We, could, we don't have a facility big enough to do it if it was one career fair for all employers and all students to attend. So they're broken up into different fields or areas of interest. But I try to go because when industries on campus mm -hmm. wanting to partner with us, wanting to hire our students or in, engage those students as interns, I want to thank them. I want to listen to them and, and understand what else they need from, from the university. And it's so enjoyable. And I've, I've probably been to 15 now in my first year, but it's amazing to see the students are eager and earnest and 
you know, dressed up and resumes in hand, but the employers, and when you talk to them and the quality of the students mm-hmm. that, that they're meeting with and interacting with and ultimately hiring, they're, they're blown away. And so it, going to those is great because I gain, you know, information from, from the employers about what they're looking for or other ways we can help. But it's a great a reminder, visual representation of workforce preparedness and yeah. the role that the university has and the economic impact we have through training workers with real world skills and expertise to uh, work in the jobs of today, as well as the jobs of, you know, the next 10 or 15 years, you know? So that's, that surprised me how much I enjoy doing that, both through the practical information I gain, but also how inspiring it is. That's blown me away. The other thing that has has been great, I, I expected it, but it's played out in, in, actuality. And that is to a person, everybody I met with on campus. And I've, I've done a lot of get acquainted meetings and learning about different programs and offerings and centers and departments and colleges across campus. To a person, the, the, the researchers, the faculty members, the staff and administrators, they're, they're all some of the smartest, most talented people in the world in their area of domain. They want what they do to be deployed for impact, mm. real world impact. I'm no one's, you know, patted me on the head and said, "Oh, you know, we don't do that here." Or that's right. not why we're here. It's a, a practicality and a, a, you know, kind of mission focus that has has been so great to see. Again, I, I hope that and expected that, but I'm telling you, to a person, everyone wants to deploy their knowledge or their talent or their expertise for a positive impact for the state and for the world. So that, yeah. I mean, that's inspiring stuff. That That is, I love hearing that. And, this, you know, I think that is something that's different here versus most places. I've been around a lot of places where, especially, I guess, in the last decade or so, I would go to different universities and hear folks talk about how, you know, things are changing, things are changing. It's It's not shameful to try to commercialize something out of your research anymore. But I came here and nobody's really thinking that way, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, we're so far past past that point and it's exciting to to, to know that mm-hmm. and to see it. We've talked about Bentonville a number of times, so let's see if we, sh- I guess we'll shift to, to Bentonville. How would you describe this community and our people? Bentonville is a, a, the best known city. What's the population now? 50-ish? 55,000. Yeah. It is the best known city in the world, a population 55,000 city in the world uh, because of the companies that are here, not just the big one, but all those other suppliers mm-hmm. and vendors that have a presence here and so much of the other activities happening here. If you're in outdoor recreation, you've probably heard of Bentonville. If you're in retail, food, or logistics, you know Bentonville. You've probably been to Bentonville. And if you're into the arts, you've heard of and you've probably been to Bentonville. Or if you haven't, you're wanting to get to Bentonville. Mm-hmm. And so for a, a city of this size, it, you know, use a sports analogy, punches way above its weight class. And and the the mix of business, arts, and outdoor recreational amenities really is a unique combination. Some s- cities may have one of those, maybe best in class in one of those, mm-hmm. but not three. It's pretty amazing to to see. And that means it, it offers something for everyone and people can pursue their, their passion 
at the same time, they can have a world-class professional opportunity. And uh, again, there are not many places that offer that. Then you mix in the still relative affordability compared to other markets around the country and just the hassle factor being so low that that really rounds it out. But yeah. uh, it's it's uh, amazing American city and success story. And the story is just starting to be written, even though the last 50 or 75 years has been pretty amazing. I think where it goes is is uh, just going to be off the charts. Good. Yeah, it feels like we're in chapter one. Yeah. You know, I realize your work is, is more broader toward uh, the, the state even, but I'm going to put you on the spot specifically about Bentonville and ask you about the advantage of businesses having a presence here. What should entrepreneurs and, and business leaders be thinking about when they're thinking about having sure. a presence here? Well, I think it's access to talent and access to resources. Um, you, you have, again, you, whether it's in the field of logistics or if you're into art or if you're an outdoor business, some of the world's greatest minds in those sectors are here. So yeah. amazing business talent. And then the partnerships that can be formed because um, so many businesses have some presence here. There's investment resources here, which weren't here four or five years ago. Yeah. Entrepreneurs and startups can not only find talent, they can find, you know, like-minded folks that are also innovating and creating in their their sector, kind of like the Fem Health Founders Group mm-hmm. organized themselves because, you know, there wasn't one person here working on a Fem Health startup. There were a bunch and yeah. there were investors that wanted to be a part of that. So uh, it's this kind of co-location of talent and investment resources and like-minded uh, entrepreneurs that are working in the same space that uh, just, if you're not here, you're missing out at this point. And again, tying it back to the University of Arkansas, I do think the collaborative and the the other facilities that are in that same office park have created that hub of entrepreneurial activity that also makes this area very attractive and appealing. Yeah, you bet. Well, tying back to the U of A and its presence here, uh, what kind of support can businesses expect that are here, whether they're entrepreneurs just getting started, already established, or perhaps uh, coming here? Yep. I'm glad you asked because I meant to mention earlier, one of the Office of Entrepreneurship programs that we're running mm-hmm. out of the collaborative, our, our presence, our facility in Bentonville is the Greenhouse Outdoor Product Incubator, GORP mm-hmm. is the uh, acronym for it. And so we're incubating outdoor product companies. Some were founded here by entrepreneurs, but what we found is it's become this magnet and we're starting to attract in outdoor product companies from other parts of the country uh, that want to come here for the incubation support, the hands-on mentoring, coaching, marketing assistance, uh, technical training, and everything else that we offer. But um, they also want to be here because we've got this outdoor infrastructure and you've got other companies like theirs that are in the space. And so we're we're incubating companies at the collaborative and we're doing it with outdoor products. We're going to do it with some other categories of companies as well. But it, that is a resource that is here. It's very competitive, I would mm-hmm. say, that we're in our third co- cohort. I think there's uh, 18 companies, I believe, that have moved through the outdoor product incubator so far. And we've had far more applicants than that. But there are other resources. There's small business assistance. There's import and export assistance through the World Trade Center. 
again, training offerings in some cases at no cost that are offered out of the collaborative or that can be offered virtually. And um, so just some amazing resources for startups and entrepreneurs at no cost or low cost that are offered by the university and other affiliated organizations Mm -hmm. that are all co-located. So it, I mean, it's, if you're not there, you're missing out. That's right. I mean, again, like you said earlier, punching well above our body weight, the density of that amount of support in a place of this size is is definitely different than anywhere yeah. else I've experienced. Yeah, I agree. Our time's getting short. So I'd love it if you could tell me a story, and I bet you have a thousand of these, but I'd love to hear a hashtag because Bentonville story. And so that would be a story that perhaps could only happen here or a moment in time, or it describes the essence of this place. You told me. Gave me a little heads up you were going to ask that. So I was thinking on it. And it was hard to come up with one because I I had lunch next to Meg Ryan and some of her crew when Uh she was filming a movie here, but didn't know it until she got up from the table and left. Other celebrities have passed through. The founder of Lululemon was Mm -hmm. here because he'd heard about the outdoor amenities that were being built and he wanted to come check it out. So really amazing uh, talent that passes through here and, you know, uh, celebrities and and business leaders and movie stars and everybody else. So a bunch of those examples. But I, I think probably the most unique thing that could only happen here and maybe one other place in the country was the Up Summit. Mm, right. The, uh, some people refer to it as a flying car summit, but it's really about the future of mobility that was put on by Up Partners, Cyrus Sigari's investment group. And they do it here in Bentonville one year, and then they move to Ross Perot Jr.'s mm-hmm. uh, property in Fort Worth every other year, or Alliance, Texas, and they move it back and forth every other year. And you know, to see 100 or so companies that are building the transportation of the future, and the future's you know, anywhere from five to 20 years off, but to see all those companies in the rooms, investors, journalists that are all focused on this all in one space in a, you know, state-of-the-art architectural mm-hmm. significant facility at Crystal Bridges and and elsewhere around town. I mean, I, that, that's the kind of thing you, you almost can't experience anywhere else in the world. And I was just pinching myself to be in the room uh-huh. for that one. And my understanding is it's going to bounce back and forth between Fort Worth and Bentonville every other year. So it's... Really amazing stuff. And it aligns with the uni- University of Arkansas's focus on advanced mobility as well. So yeah. we're, we're glad to be in that room and, and we should be in that room. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got to uh, uh, go to the community day with my wife. Well, we ran uh-huh. into each yeah, other yeah. there. And uh, it was, uh, my wife is like listening to me talk about it on and on and on. She's like, yeah, I was there, man. <laughs> I know, I know. I know, yeah. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really Would cool. Would that be one of your Unique Bentonville experiences. Absolutely. Top five at least. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, where else are you going to see a lunar rover, right. a hydrogen-powered semi, yep. an autonomous bulldozer, and um, a, an electric plane that flew right. Right. 19 hours yeah. or whatever it was to get yeah. here all in, all in one place, <laughs> uh, not to mention all the other toys. Yeah. What are some of your favorite things to do for leisure and recreation in Bentonville and across Northwest Arkansas? Well, a bike, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of being from this place. That's you, right. You bike and 
more and more all the time. I'm I'm not as big a mountain biker as I am. We ride the paved trails and yeah. the Razorback Greenway and all the connections off of that are pretty amazing. My wife and I just bought e-bikes. So nice. it's a sign of our age and a sign of the hills that we have to deal with in uh-huh. certain parts of the area. But so we've been doing a lot of, a lot of biking and um, this, I'll just say it. I play pinball. I play pinball competitively. Really? So yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a couple places around the area. There's a great yeah. arcade in Conway that's probably got 40 or so pinball machines. And there's uh, a bar in Fayetteville mm-hmm. called Pinpoint that's got 20 or so. And then I've got one at home too. So uh, <laughs> I, I spend a lot of my spare time playing pinball and going to pinball tournaments. So that's that's what I do. <laughs> well, I, I would not have guessed that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, I, like it. I don't know if it's cool, but I love it. It's fun. <laughs> Brings me back to my youth. So, uh, Absolutely. As we start wrapping up, I, I'd love it if you could answer some random questions Uh-oh. and also share some knowledge and advice. Uh-oh. Think about, I don't know, a decade or so. Uh, did you ever think there's a time in your life where you'd be a vice chancellor at a university, much less the University of Arkansas? And, and how have your past experiences and background prepared you for this? I can't say many of my career moves have been a planned path or, you know, I, I hadn't had one career goal that I was working toward. It's It's been a series of pretty amazing opportunities that, that have, have, you know, just fallen in place for different reasons. But I will say when I saw the position of, or the division of economic development at the University of Arkansas being created, I thought, wow, that's that is an amazing opportunity for someone. I mm-hmm. didn't put my, you know, picture myself in the role, but I knew that the impact that the university can have and the assets and the talent and the expertise that can be deployed to help around the state, I just thought that would be a dream job for someone. And again, I, I had a great job. I, sure. I was really happy where I was, but, you know, we got things to a really good position where I, I was working. And so I, it was at that point I raised my hand or threw my hat in the ring. But no, it wasn't a, a long-term plan. And, and no, I didn't picture it, but it feels really good and feels really comfortable to, to be there. As, as far as past experience and background, the university is a big complex place. And mm-hmm. so doing regional development where you have to collaborate and find consensus and, and do things together, that was good training for sure. this as well because it's just a, a really big operation with a lot of important priorities. And so, you know, figuring out ways to get people to work together is, is important. And when I worked in the federal government, same thing. It's a big, complex place. And uh, so that was, that was really good training. But I knew a lot about the university and the capabilities from doing economic development, just like you do now as well. Mm-hmm. I'd worked with the university. I just hadn't worked at the university. Sure. And so that, that prepared me for it as well. Yeah, that's good prep work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as uh, someone who's worked in a variety of public and, and private sector roles, what advice do you have for folks, for aspiring leaders who want to make a difference in their communities and beyond? Well, especially in a connected state like Arkansas, which is, um, you know, very collaborative anyway, I'd, I'd say don't be shy about raising your hand or um, seeking to get involved in something. That, that was something when I was in school, nobody really said to me, hey, you're going to have a chance to really have some impact. Go do it. Um, you know, don't wait 
necessarily for an invitation or permission, but uh, knock on the door anyway. Most everyone I know loves to help other people Mm -hmm. pursue their passion or get plugged in and lend their talents to what they want to do. So it, I mean, it's not, you know, some secret advice. It's just, you know, raise your hand or, or step up and and get involved. And in most cases, not every case, some people are going to guard their turf or sure. not have time to help. But for the most part, I've always found, you know, people were willing to help me and and most everybody I know is willing to help others that want to get involved and make a difference. So. That makes sense. That sounds uh, very familiar. Um, you know, there's times in my life when I've done a better job uh-huh. than others at, at, at asking, Same. but just asking, yeah. you'd be amazed. Yep. At, at what people, if there's young folks out here listening, yeah. wondering how do you do things, just ask and do. Yeah, I used to, and and the other part is I would, in my corporate career, when I was climbing the corporate ladder and working in much bigger companies, it was take the job that nobody else mm-hmm. wants to do because everybody in the job before has failed at it. Yeah. That's what if a, you're the one who's successful? That's really good advice. Yeah. yeah. And it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And work your tail off. I mean, that's yeah. that's the other thing is, you know, even if you don't love the job you have, make sure you do it well because, you know, that'll lead to other opportunities in yeah. most cases. Absolutely. Well, considering the roles you've held, here's one of those randoms. Uh-oh. You've certainly witnessed historical events. I mean, if you could go back further in time and witness any historical event, what would you choose and why? May. Uh, Maybe I'm a music lover, live music lover. And uh, maybe it's to see Elvis when he played in Arkansas. Oh, that's cool. Or R.E.M. when they played J.R.'s Light Bulb Club in Fayetteville as they were just starting out or, you know, something like that. I don't know. That's not a real relevant historical. Maybe Elvis is, but um, I don't know. I, I would have loved to be in a room like that. So, that would be cool. Yeah. My dad was at the Elvis show when he played in Little Rock oh, wow. at uh, Robinson Auditorium, and he's told stories about it. And I guess maybe that's where that wish comes from, yeah. to have been there. Well, having spent 19 years in Memphis, I yeah. can appreciate that. Because the cool thing is there, like at every turn, you would run into people who you know, knew Elvis or met Elvis or something happened. I, I got to tell this, uh, my, it's totally off topic with this show, but it, <laughs> it's one of my favorite Elvis stories that I heard uh, this guy, Wayne, that I used to have coffee with all the time, older guy, but he would tell me that he's like, you know, one time I found out my girlfriend was cheating on me with Elvis. <laughs> so, well, what'd you do about it? He said, I told her it was either Elvis or me. <laughs> How'd that turn out for you, Wayne? <laughs> So I've never seen her since. <laughs> yeah. So um, what's the most interesting thing that you've learned in the past year? I think it's that I, I've already mentioned this, that uh, this desire by everyone I met on campus to have what they do be put to use for impact, for mm-hmm. solving problems, making life better, creating opportunities for Arkansas communities and Arkansas companies. That. I hope that that was the case, but it's really blown me away at, at how that spirit is pervasive at the University of Arkansas. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Two questions to wrap up. All right. The first one is, how can somebody, if, if they're watching this show or listening to it and they want to get to know more about you or the a Division of Economic Development at the U of A, how do they do that? 
So uh, the Division of Economic Development has a website presence. It, uh, I think if you type UARK and economic development, it, it, you'll find us. Cool. If, if, they're, if you're wondering if the University of Arkansas can help your company or help you as an individual, I'd say please ask because we probably can. Mm-hmm. But if you don't ask, the answer is definitely no. But at least give us a look or give us a try. And so we've got an email address, VCED, that stands for Vice Chancellor of Economic Development, VCED at UARK.edu for just general inquiries. Mm -hmm. We have our industry and community engagement team that if somebody doesn't have a contact or a path in, we can can certainly help in that way. And all that information is available on our website as well. And then our main phone number is 479-575-5606. 479-575-5606. Please ask. Please reach out. Please call. Kind of like we were saying. Right. Uh, we're there and, and we're here to help and here to connect and here to serve. So Great. If you want help, ask. If you don't, don't. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Mike, we've covered a lot of topics, but uh, the, my last question is always, and for you too, is, What's something I should have asked but did not ask? You know, I, I, I always fail at that question. Uh, and then I ask it of people and they, they don't have an answer either. Uh, this, I've listened to the podcast. I've always enjoyed listening, but it's been fun to, to be here with you. But I can't think of anything. Well, thank you. I yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate it. Well, Mike, thanks for uh, your time here on the Bentonville Beacon today. Uh, you know, I enjoy getting to work alongside, uh, alongside your team and building Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville and, you know, whether that's helping students choose to stay, some folks choose to come back, mm-hmm. helping businesses build and grow and thrive, helping the established businesses that are already here. It's always a thrill. You've been at the forefront of leading and building Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville. So on behalf of everybody in this area, I want to say thank you. Thank you for, you know, your work, your decades of work, and what you've done in helping build this amazing place and for helping create a region where we can all truly live, work, and play. And I'll add, not give up any aspect of one of those. I don't think you can do that in most places. Yeah, that's really well said. Yeah, so thanks for making Northwest Arkansas a little place where opportunities are born, where the world's being shaped, and where we can live the lives we deserve. You're way too generous. This is a, a, a really strong team, but it's mm-hmm. a team effort. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, kind of living out what I watched others do a generation before me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's what we should be doing yeah. is making this place the best it can be and leaving it better for the next generation. So it's, it's fun to be on that team. Well said. Yeah. Hey, thanks to our Bentonville Beacon audience. You know, without you, this show wouldn't be possible. So uh, keep coming back to hear more about Bentonville and its leaders and this region in Northwest Arkansas, where you get more of what you want, less of what you don't. Take a moment, share the show with your friends. And uh, you can check out all of our episodes at BentonvilleBeacon.com or on any major podcast player, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.